It's always very difficult following this long and very dramatic reading of the Passion of the Lord. As we walk with him in a way through the, this last, his last day on earth being betrayed and arrested, tried and crucified. So I just want to focus on one small phrase, one small sentence that we had in the, in the reading, and perhaps it was, you might have even missed it. But immediately after it talks about Jesus dying, it says this. It says, the veil of the temple was torn in two. Now what does that mean to us? This is the Jewish temple, and why is that... Why is that little note there, and why does it come immediately following Christ's death? What makes it so important that it would have that position in this narrative? Well, to understand that, I think we need to look at temple worship and, and what it was like and, and exactly what that veil did, what, it's, what purpose it served. So as you recall in, in the layout of, of the ancient temple, there were, were three sections, and in fact, the outer section was divided itself into three parts. And so in the very outside of the temple, it's not inside the temple, but in the courtyard around the temple, there was the courtyard of the men, and then there was the courtyard of the women, and then in last place was the courtyard of the Gentiles, people like us. And they were not allowed in the temple. The common people who came to pray, all they could do is come into the courtyard, they could look at the temple, and there they could offer their prayers. Now, if you go into the doors of the temple, then you're entering into the holy place. And only the priests and Levites would go into the holy place. And there they would offer sacrifice, and there they would uh, offer incense, and there they would offer prayers. This was the place where worship happened day after day, there in the holy place of the temple. But then at the very end of the temple, the, the, the inner sanctum of the temple, there was the Holy of Holies. This was the most holy place. And in this place was the Ark of the Covenant. Now it was the, it was the belief by the Jews at the time that God sat upon the Ark of the Covenant. We've all seen it with the, with the cherubim angels and their wings. And upon those wings of the cherubim, God himself sat. In fact, it was called the mercy seat. And no one went into the Holy of Holies except once a year on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would go after having offered sacrifice for the sins of the people. He would go and he would sprinkle blood on the Ark of the Covenant, on the mercy seat of God, so that God would have mercy and forgive the sins of the people. But this was a very scary thing because God himself is there and God is so holy. If the high priest had any impurity at all, he was afraid that God might strike him dead. So before he would go into the Holy of Holies, he would affix bells on his tunic and he would tie a rope around him and the rope would string out underneath the veil. So the veil of the temple protected the Holy of Holies. There was that hid the Holy of Holies from the people. And the priest would slip in through the veil and there he would offer the blood. And if God killed him, 
then they would have to pull him out. So as long as the bells kept ringing, they would know he was alive and he was going around the Ark of the Covenant sprinkling blood. But if the bells fell silent, they would think, there must have been an impurity, God killed him, and then they could pull him out by the rope. When Jesus was crucified, he went into the true holy of holies, into the very throne room of God, and there he offered his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Not just the sins of the people of Israel, but the sins of all people, all mankind, for all time. He offered his blood. And in doing that, he opened the way for all of us to enter into the Holy of Holies, to there stand in God's presence, to offer him the sacrifice of our lives, to offer him praise, and to make our supplication to Almighty God, to give him our prayers there in the Holy of Holies. Because it is by Christ's purity. In fact, he even gives his Holy Spirit to us to fill us, that we are filled with the presence of God, and therefore we can come into the throne room of the Father to make our prayers. Jesus tore the veil of the temple in two, opening to all mankind access to God the Father. At his crucifixion, he took upon himself our sin, everything that separates us from God, our fears, our shames, our prides, everything that separates us from God, he took upon himself. He took from us and he took those with him to the cross and then he gave to us everything that made him one with God, his very sonship, so that he makes us children of God, so that we can come into God's presence and offer ourselves to him and let him know what troubles us. He can give our prayers to him. We can have confidence in God as our Father, for Christ has taken from us everything that separated us from God and gave to us everything that made him one with God. And so with confidence, we can approach the throne of God, approach the throne of grace, and there we can offer ourselves to God and make our prayers to him. For we are no longer enemies of God. We are children of God, who by his grace call him Father, and who has called us his friends.